ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into the Thursday, May 19th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We will take your phone calls and text this hour. Phone line is open 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. The text line is open as well. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. we got a lot to get into today. I don't know where we can begin because earlier in the day, I was going to get all into Saban. Saban calling out Texas A&M. And then Jimbo Fisher not having that. So calling him back out, and now Saban just recently appeared on uh, Sirius XM on the college show and sort of not backtracking, but backtracking a little bit. Not the things he was talking about. He, he basically said that he wasn't thing, saying anybody was you know, doing anything illegal. We're going to get into all of that. That was just It was nuts. It was the gift that kept on giving. You know, you're going after Jimbo Fisher. You're going after Deion Sanders. I mean, sure, you're Nick Saban, you're a pretty big deal, you get that, but just because you lost out to recruiting, you had the number two class, and, and so you, you apparently lost out? What's the big difference there between the number one class and the number two class? Let's, let's be realistic for a second. You had a top two class. Does that mean that your class is going to be worse? Your class might pan out better. No offense to my friends at Rivals Network or 247 or any of those recruiting services. No offense to those guys. But you're taking their word for it as far as the value of your recruiting class? I mean, seriously, we're ranking these. And you're paying money to get these rankings, by the way. And some are more affordable than others, and I get that. But we're... We're upset about that. We're going to hear from Saban a little bit. We'll get his comments. We'll get the response to that. And then we'll get the SEC's response because the uh, SEC has already uh, weighed in on this issue. Also, we got to talk about Tamar Slay. Just took the job as assistant coach at Marshall. Going to help out with basketball. He was all excited. Going to get after it, and then today we find out that he has uh, he has resigned, and according to reports, personal reasons. And I asked a couple of people what this personal reasons mean, and nobody's talking about the personal reasons other than you know, he indicated that he wanted to go home, leaving Charlotte to come work in Huntington. You have to love what you're doing to leave Charlotte to come to Huntington. You had to love Marshall. You had to want to take this position. I mean, this isn't a part-time gig here. You just don't – you can't. And he's got some successful ventures that he's got to tend to now. And he'd be away from his family because his family didn't come, just him. So there's some realities there. I don't know, though, because he's on the job, then he's off the job. So I want to get your thoughts on that. And I know there will be some conspiracy theories out there, so we'll get that. Does this pass the, the, the eye test? Does this pass the, the nose test? Is this, is this above board? Is this really legit? Is there something else going on with Marshall basketball that we don't know about, nobody's talking about right now? 
is there something going on here? Or was this actually just what it appeared to be? Someone maybe made a rash decision as far as making a career choice and decided that, hey, look, this isn't working out. This isn't right for me. So I'm going to have to back out now. It's not a good look necessarily because now you got to go and fill the position once again. You're going to have to get someone who can bring in energy, excitement, be able to hit the recruiting trail. You've got Dan D'Antoni with a one-year deal here. So how much can you really do with a coach that has a one-year deal? Really, it's basically you have a one-year deal. And then we'll reevaluate that one-year deal. But you're a year-to-year coach right now. This could be Dan's last year. It could be also uh, the first year of many years. We don't know. But we'll have to get into that with you. So we'll do that. You can join the program, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And our text line is open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We've got baseball action today, final series of the season. It's against FAU. 7-5 right now. The herd losing to FAU is what the uh, update we're getting from the from the booth, and so we'll keep an eye on that. This is the final series of the season. This is it. No more baseball after this until the start of the new year, the new season for Marshall Baseball. So you're going to head out this weekend, support the herd, see them for the final time, or are you you moving on? You packing it in? This herd team Maybe could play better. Maybe didn't play to its full potential. Maybe this is its full potential. We don't know. But once again, a difficult season for the Thundering Herd. Going, battling the weather, battling elements, battling loss of light, not having lights. Anything and everything that could happen to a baseball team probably happened. If not, it's going to happen soon. Of course. You're playing early now. You know why you're playing? Because you have daylight. you got to play your games when you have daylight. You can't play nighttime baseball. I mean, nighttime baseball helped improve baseball. Remember when you had to play baseball in the day because you didn't have lights? Now we have lights. We can play baseball anytime. Just hope it doesn't rain. And even then, we'll just sit that out. Marshall baseball, not enjoying that luxury. So uh, FAU, I don't expect the herd to do well against FAU because FAU has won seven straight games against Marshall. Leads the all-time series 15-4 over the herd. The way it's looking right now, that could be 16-4. Let's hope the herd can maybe battle back. This is not how you want to battle out of Conference USA, by the way. This is not how you want to battle out. You, you did all right in softball. You did okay in tennis. You did all right in football. You did okay in soccer. I mean, a lot of it's like, okay, you, know, you, did, you did pretty good. You did okay. Golf did you know, individually. Golf did okay. I mean, really, you know, that's a different type of sport there. You know, the team sport, the individual aspect of it. Marshall did all right. Teams could have been better. But, you know, you had some glimmers and some, some potential here. Basketball did okay. Not the way you wanted to go out, but it did okay. But... You're going out really okay. You just and baseball is going out not on a strong note. So you're hoping you go into the to the Sun Belt. Now you go into the Sun Belt. You're kind of hoping that your fortunes turn around a little bit. Competition might be a lot better across the board. 
Football, of course, is the focus. Basketball is probably the secondary focus. I mean, really, this is a football move. The Sun Belt is a football move. But you're going to have to step it up in all the other sports as well. Unless you're all happy with just football winning, maybe basketball, and that's it. If that's where we're at, let's put it all in the football and then basketball, and then we're done. Maybe soccer. Not necessarily sure if there's a crossover between the football crowd and the soccer crowd. There might be, but you see what I'm saying here. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll get your phone calls and text in. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about what's happening between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. We'll get your thoughts on Marshall now needing another assistant coach, losing Tamar Slade. Does it add up? Is this okay Face value, maybe you got to take care of some personal issues, and whatever those personal issues may be, you got to take care of them. Or is there something going on here, or are we just making that up? We're looking for something. Are we looking for something here, or is this just face value? Where are you? Are you in between? Do you have a theory? Is this a good look for Marshall, or is this just reality of, okay, it's you know no big deal, Paul. It happened. You lost a coach. Personal reasons, that's fine. Whatever the real personal reasons are outside of sort of the, you know, you've got the family to take care of. You've got you know, interest in Charlotte. You've got some other things that are going on. This assistant coach job, maybe not what you thought it was going to be. Could Dan having that one-year deal and you not know what happens past the one year have something to do with it? Did you get in here, maybe not have a, a agreement with Dan? Is a situation where, okay, maybe we don't match up, our philosophies don't match up, and we, so we can walk away, you know, still be friends. We can walk away from this, be friends, but it's just not going to work out, so you get out early. All of that, or, again, take it as, as it is, face value. You got personal issues? going to go take care of that. Take care of your personal issues and step aside from Marshall basketball. So we'll get your thoughts, comments, texts, all of that coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone line this hour is 304 396-8255. What you do is you dial that up in your phone and text. You can text the program. Also, you can dial in with your voice. 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. We've got two places we can go today. Earlier today, we find out that Marshall men's basketball assistant coach Tamar Slay just took the job. One of the former greats of Marshall basketball. Resigning his position due to personal reasons. And unfortunately, now you go out and find a new basketball coach. The issue uh, was reported that you know part of it was being away from the family and need to be home with the family more. So he's got business interests in Charlotte, families in Charlotte. So heading back to North Carolina, if he isn't already there. One of the all-time greats, Marshall Basketball. And I thought that that was going to be really exciting, bring some different energy to basketball. 
So now Marshall's got to go out and find someone that can bring some energy back into herd basketball, you know, the same way that you thought that tomorrow was going to be able to. And of course, you now you want to go out and get somebody who's going to be a really aggressive recruiter, uh, someone who also uh, is going to be someone that can really work with the kids day to day. And you got to do that knowing that you have a coach that has a one-year contract. And that this is not a criticism of Dan. Not a criticism at all. This is just a statement. The reality here is he's got a one-year deal. And so if you go to work for someone that has a one-year deal, now coaches can be fired at any time. Keep that in mind. Coaches can be fired any time. But if you got a one-year deal and it doesn't go well, you don't get another deal. If you got a coach that's been there a while, has some success, or you're just starting out and you've got a few years, you've got that period, which, okay, you're the new coach, you got to put it all together here. I mean, you're going to be excited to do that. And, of course, then coaches also are able to move around. A lot of coaches understand that's just part of the business here. So, I mean, there are some pluses and minuses here. I mean, you could attract someone to come in, help out for the year. You know, maybe it goes well, and then Dan sticks around a little longer. Maybe he gets offered another uh, extension. Or Dan does what he needs to do for the year, and then maybe this is the final year. This could be the final season for Dan D'Antoni. But that's just the reality here, and that could have nothing to do with this, and it could all be what it is on face value that there were some personal issues that Tamaris needed to take care of. He's, he needs to take care of, of personal business. Or we can read into it and say, okay, maybe there's something going on here. You know, maybe this didn't work out. Maybe this didn't work out, and this is the easy way to everybody can can walk away, no harm, no foul, nothing nothing bad here. Just we'll all walk away from this situation. Or there's something in between. I, I don't know what the answer is other than personal issues. So we'll leave it at that. But what do you think? The text line is open. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Nick Saban making news. Nick Saban dominating the news cycle. I wanted to talk about playoff basketball, playoff hockey. No, we're talking about Nick Saban. So, Nick, the, the leader of the free world of college football, Nick Saban unprompted by the way this wasn't a member of the media or a booster or anybody like that asking him something specific and he responds this is nick talking and playing up to the crowd obviously playing to the audience here this is nick talking about now i'm gonna preface this i mean alabama every year you're going to get some of the best recruiting classes in the country. Go to Alabama. You're going to you're going to have a lot of players that will come to Alabama. It's Alabama. Alabama has been on top for years. Might not win the national championship every year, but pretty close to it. Still, Alabama should be unlimited resources, right? Best of everything. Nick Saban. Great shot at winning some championships here. You've got a lot of advantages if you're Nick Saban. Now things have changed. 
name, image, and likeness. Players have also discovered that, look, you know, we've got a little say into this. We've got a little say because this, is, this has gotten out of hand. I will say that. This has gotten out of hand because name, image, and likeness was the ability for a player to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. Look, I'm, I'm Paul Swan, the quarterback of the Marshall Thundering Herd. I know, you know Coach Huff recruited me heavily. I'm, I'm glad to be on the team now. And you know, I'm sort of a big deal here. I'm, I'm a pretty big deal here. And Kendrick Indications wants to, wants to hire me. Or somebody wants to give me a, I'll, I'm going to cut commercials. I'm going to cut a car dealership commercial because, you know, I'm, I'm local famous here. I'm local famous. Or I can go out, I can get a job. I'm local famous now. Now you got people that are gaming the system here and you're seeing obscene deals. You're not seeing it for everybody, but you're seeing obscene deals and you're seeing you know, everyone push the boundary in different states. It, it varies what you can do in different states. States are different. Some states allow one thing. Other states allow another. But this is what happens when you have a, a paper tiger as a, uh, as a athletic organization, the NCAA, and you leave this to the states and you leave this to the individual conferences and schools. You, you don't have regulation. Hey, regulation is not bad. Regulation is not bad. Instead, it's the wild, wild west right now. Name, image, and likeness, and everything that goes along with it. So the sheriff himself, Nick Saban, was talking about this. And then Texas A&M came out of his mouth. We were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team. Made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player. All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. We didn't buy a player. Make that donation to the Nick Saban Quarterback Club. Come on. You know part of that is. He's priming the pump for donations and to spend more money. He's priming the pump a little bit there. But he made the mistake. He's calling out Deion Sanders. He's calling out Jimbo Fisher. Now, Jimbo wasn't having that. Jimbo wasn't having that. So instead of just letting that pass... Jimbo, and again, you would never hear Doc Holliday do this. This would ne- Doc Holliday would never call this press conference. Say what you will about Doc Holliday. I didn't have to. I didn't have to lose sleep at night knowing that. Okay, what's coming out of Doc's mouth? I mean, Doc would have not called this press conference. He might have said something down the line, but he wouldn't call this press conference. So Jimbo Fisher. Head coach, Texas A&M. He fires back. And listen to what he says here. He talks about no rules were broken at Texas A&M. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. They broke state laws. They're, they're, they're all money. They're, we bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and 
the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things, and these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. So now Nick's saying, look, they bought all their players. Jimbo's like, hey, look, we didn't break any rules. Whatever we did, we didn't break any rules at Texas A&M. We're taking shots at 17-year-olds here. You know, we're not breaking rules here. I think what Nick said was Texas A&M bought its players. Probably the wrong verbiage here, but if kids making money, profiting from coming to Texas A&M, who's right here? Is is Nick in a, in the worst way possible right? Is Jimbo right? Jimbo went on. Jimbo had a field day. Jimbo had a good day today. Uh, I think what has happened here is Nick has has misspoken because he's actually called out Texas A&M. And so coaches are alpha males. Absolutely alpha males. So Jimbo's got to respond. And he said it was a shame that we, being him, Texas A&M, have got to defend his kids. It's a shame that you got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. But we're, not, we're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Our players have done a great job. The whole organization of recruiting people. It's despicable that we got to sit here at this level of ball and, and say these things to defend the people of this organization, the kids, 17-year-old kids and their families. It's amazing. Some people think they're God. So he's referring to Nick Saban as thinking he's God. He added, now again, we're starting to dig, we're digging this hole a little bit more here. He talked about Nick, as he referred to as God, maybe saying that, that God isn't necessarily the, the nicest guy out there. Maybe he's not the, the most top-shelf fella around. Maybe he's not the guy that, um, you know, he's not all that he might seem. And he basically said Nick Saban doesn't play by the rules. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. It really is. And it's a shame we have to sit up here and have this conversation about things we do. And it's and it personal to us? Yes, it is. It's personal to A&M. It's personal to our players. It's personal to our coaches and everybody involved. And I know the guy. know him really well. So he knows Nick. Knows Nick well. So now he's calling Saban out. Saban's calling Texas A&M out. Fisher's responding, calling Saban out. And he's apologizing to the fans for having to deal with these rumors because, I mean, now Texas A&M, you're a bunch of cheaters. Yeah, Texas A&M, football, yeah, you know how they want? How, you know why Jimbo Fisher's so successful? Because they're cheaters. That's how, they, that's how they won. That's how they're getting them. They're cheaters. Paying for players. That's how. That's the only reason why they. Have, that's the only reason why they beat Alabama, playing, playing players that they paid for, and so Nick, of course, apologizing to the fans for dealing with this rumor. Again, he's talking to his. I mean, he's talking to us. 
But he's talking to his fan base as well, his donors, his boosters, his players. He's basically not letting, I think, the story be set solely by Saban because he's responding and firing back. So here's Jimbo just apologizing for, well, the fact that we're doing this. And I hate it for our players who are coming here who did things the right way, have done things the right way, and will continue to do things the right way. I apologize to you that people insult you publicly the way they're doing it. And our fans, I, I apologize to you guys for people saying those things about Texas A&M. But I promise you this, there are, no, there are no violations. There are nothing wrong. It's the second time we've had to do this with grown men who don't get their way and want to pout, throw a fit, and act up. So Nick's pouting, throwing a fit. Acting up. Now, Nick Saban, I don't want to say fires back, but Nick Saban, he was on college sports on Sirius XM. Saban said he should have never singled anyone out. That was a mistake. He apologized for that. He also said that he tried to contact Jimbo Fisher and Deion Sanders. He said he reached out to him. He never got a response. Wonder why, Nick. Wonder why. And... Uh, he said he feels bad about it, but he's not changing his philosophy. He's uh, looking at it as the, for the betterment of college football. He's not he's not down with how this is playing out, so he's looking at this yeah you know, and coming out before the betterment of college football. Is it the betterment of college football? Or is it the betterment of Alabama and the likes of Alabama? And here's Texas A&M taking advantage of here's the playground we're on now. Here's the rules on the playground. And Texas A&M is taking advantage of the rules on the playground, right? Is, is that what I'm hearing? And he also said, again, this is speaking to uh, Sirius XM, college sports on Sirius XM. He said that my concern is college football in general. I think a lot of us are concerned about it. People want to understand what's happening in college football, why players are transferring and getting money to do so. And he said he wasn't saying anyone did anything illegal. That was something that was assumed. That wasn't what I meant or what I said. It's not illegal. It's the system that allows you to do it, and that's what he has the problem with. So uh, he, he also sh- shot back as far as how this is laid out because he said that if alumni give money or money is raised through a collective to give to the player, that's no different than alumni giving the player money. The collective becomes a representative of the school, and you can't do that. So you've got groups that are forming to help attract players to institutions or help as far as make sure that your institution is on an evil, I mean, even playing field here. I'm not going to name names. I mean, there are institutions, there are collectives, and there are groups, you know, in, in West Virginia and other states, and I'm not naming names because – you know, I don't know what their inner workings are, what they're doing, and I'm not prepared to say, look, what you're doing is wrong because right now there's no really regulation to any of this. It's the wild, wild west. It is. We're in wild space right now because there's nobody regulating this. There's no body with any teeth that says this is how it plays out. Instead, we're all fending for ourselves here. And the power schools are trying to take advantage of this. The group of five schools, if you want to call them that, 
are trying to deal with this situation, trying to be competitive here. I mean, it's all coming down to, you know, one state you can do one thing, another state you can do another thing here. And players are now empowered. Right or wrong, players are empowered because look, I'm not getting the playing time I want to be here, so I'm going to go somewhere else. Or I'm here at Alabama, and I'm really good, but i got to sit behind two or three other really good players, and I might not get the job because I might be a little lower on the pecking order. I might have ticked coach off a little bit, or you know, coach is you know, keeping me. I'm going to be, yeah, I'll be playing my senior year maybe and not my junior, my sophomore year, whatever the case may be. Or maybe player gets there, just finds out, look, this isn't for me here, nothing to do with playing time or anything. Maybe he comes to, say, Alabama. You know what, I don't think I like the coursework here, or whatever the reason. It's not necessarily I just want more playing time or anything nefarious other than, look, I don't, think this was the right fit for me. I've made a mistake and I can get out of this and go somewhere else and I can play and I can get everything I want and get out of this situation. And before players couldn't do that immediately. I mean, coaches can leave. Coaches can leave tomorrow. Coaches can resign. Coaches can take new jobs. Coaches can leave at any time. Players couldn't. Players couldn't move. And now you can't just go go every year. I'm going to go to a new school every year. But there needs to be some sort of structure to this. I mean, do you limit when you can do it? Do you put a delay on it? Okay, you can transfer. But again, you got to sit out. Think about it. You can't play right away. You're not immediately eligible. So keep that in mind. If the situation that bad or if you just... Are you shopping for a situation? You didn't like the situation here. Are you shopping for another situation? Whatever the case may be, there's no real legislation to this right now. It's everything goes just about. So what happens? Well, these two get in their public spat, and next thing you know, the SEC hops in. You know why? Because these two are looking a fool. SEC has issued a public reprimand. Not private here. Not, you know, they're just publicly reprimanding Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher because there are bylaws in the SEC, 10.2.3 and 10.5.2, which are related to what is called ethical conduct for derogatory comments and public criticism of another institution's athletics program. So in other words, you can't call out other programs like this. We're all one big happy SEC. You can't go out and be saying that Texas A&M just a bunch of cheaters. And you can't go out and just say, look, Nick Saban's just a bad dude. Thinks he's God. Thinks he's a he's a bad dude. You can't say that. I tell you what, you, you got a couple West Virginia boys here. Let's just go ahead, set up the cage now. We'll, we're gonna, we'll, I would say do this in Huntington, but we're going to do it in Charleston. Set the cage up, central location, so we can all go. Be a charity event, just let them have it. 
Steel cage match. Let's go. Let's just do a steel cage match. Set, set it all. Set it all right there. We could do a loser leave town match, but we'll just do the steel cage. Just let them go at it. Steel cage, no DQ. Pinfalls count anywhere. We can make some money off this. Let them, let them, let them hash it out. Let them settle it. But if you want to do this the old-fashioned way and, and settle it out, we only have 142 days until Texas A&M at Alabama. That should be fun. That should be fun. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We've got a baseball update. Thundering Hurt following today to FAU 8-6. Luke Edwards had a hitting streak going 12 games and an on-base streak of 61 games. All of that is gone now. That streak is over as the Thundering Herd falling to FAU. Going to be back in action. It's a uh, wrap-up of the series and the season for the Thundering Herd as baseball will continue for the Thundering Herd. We'll get your phone calls and texts in. The phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. The text line is open 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Our two biggest stories of the day, we've been going over what has been transpiring between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher far as college football is concerned and also the other big story of the day, Tamar Slay resigning his position at Marshall as an assistant coach. Coach D'Antoni was quoted as saying it was um, he was being away from his family. So uh, basically he's uh, he's got some uh, issues uh, to attend to. And when I say issues, just he's got things to attend to that are personal in nature. So we uh, wish him the best. Uh, disappointed that he won't be on the sidelines for the Thundering Herd. And so now it begins again as far as trying to identify and locate a replacement that can come in and help generate some excitement and help move the Thundering Herd forward as Marshall will be transitioning into the Sun Belt Conference. Hopefully Marshall can get it all together and be a much more exciting season than the one that just uh, wrapped up. I know it was a disappointing one for Thundering Herd fans. Hopefully uh, everything can be okay here as the third Thundering Herd transitions. I know I know a lot of people were excited that, that tomorrow was coming in. I mean, you, you had somebody that, you know, it's one of the all-time greats at Marshall. Someone that Herd fans remember, love. So you had that added excitement there. Someone who has some experience really works well with players, so you've got that. And honestly, Marshall basketball could use a little extra excitement right now. You know, it, it didn't end on the right note, and then you have the situation where Dan D'Antoni is right now one-year deal, and then we'll see and reevaluate that afterwards. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that's the deal right now, one-year deal. You get a one-year deal. It's basically here is your trial, here's your period. Yeah, you have this time to get things where you think they need to be, where they should be, and then we'll reevaluate where everything is. It's it's just a one-year deal. That's it. But with that said, how many people are going to come in, want to be a part of a staff that might not be here this time next year? I mean, this time next year, we could be talking about the search for a new basketball coach. And so 
do you want to take that chance or do you want to come in, be here for a year, knowing that, okay, this is going to be a one-year deal transition to another job? I mean, there are so many options you can look at this year. So it's not all bad. It's not necessarily negative. It's just, okay, you got to go out now and you got to do a little work. And if you can find somebody to come in, take care of all your needs, turn this thing around for the herd, great. Maybe it works out. We'll see. All right, we will get our final break in, come back, wrap this one up. Paul Swan, your host, thanks for tuning in to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Baseball action tomorrow. Pirates won the series finale 3-2 against the Cubs last night. Up next, homestand PNC Park. Two three-game series. The Pirates and the Cardinals coming up tomorrow. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. NBA playoffs. We have got more action. Last night, game one of the Western Conference Finals. The Warriors defeated the Mavs 112-87. Steph Curry led all scorers with 21 points. NHL last night, Hurricanes defeat the Rangers 2-1 in overtime. We're not going to talk about that. Flames beat the Oilers 9-6, 15 total goals in that game. And I stayed up and watched almost every single goal. Wow. Four points for Connor McDavid, one goal and three assists. Tonight, Tampa Bay takes on Florida. at 7 o'clock tonight. Blues take on the Avalanche, 9-30 tonight. Colorado leads that series one game to none. Tampa Bay leads the series with Florida one game to none. And, of course, we've got the NBA tonight on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. We also got it right here. No baseball tonight. That means we've got basketball action as well. 8 o'clock is going to be our airtime. Celtics versus the Heat. That's coming up tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Women's basketball for the Thundering Herd before we call it a day. Thundering Herd women have announced the 2022 summer camp schedule. Kids camp will run from Monday, July 18th to Wednesday, July 20th. Details on HerdZone.com. The elite camp will be 1 to 5 p.m. on Sunday, August 7th. And Cam Henderson Center is going to host both events. Can't wait to see how fresh the Henderson Center is looking. I saw some of the pictures today doing the pressure washing thing. How about that? Let's clean that Henderson Center up. You're going to be with it for a while, so might as well freshen it up a little bit. The next thing I want to see, if you're going to stay in the Henderson Center for a while, Kelly Green Seats. I know, I'm asking a lot. Kelly Green Seats. Get those old hunter green. Is that that color? Get those seats out of there. Do Kelly green seats. I think that would look fantastic. I would paint everything white. Everything I possibly could. Railings would have to be green, of course. But I would paint everything. I would just white with green accent. I would just make that place look as best I could. I know I'm spending a lot of money. Next week, if the schedule holds, Christian Spears will join me on the program next week. Looking forward to that. And I got a special guest on Wednesday, a a super special guest. We'll tell you more about that next week. Back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.